It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour. Good luck to both sides. May the best team win. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Test Match Daily. It's the, well, it's turned out to be the final day of the second Test Match in Chennai. India against England. Congratulations to India, who have uh, comprehensively beaten the tourists in today's Test Match. It's one apiece then, going to Ahmedabad for Test Matches 3 and 4. England, as Jeroot Root said in the post-match interviews, he's quite happy that they're one apiece and they'll try and take some lessons out of what was a very tough task for them in the second test match in Chennai. Joining me to uh, talk about all things second test and then maybe to have a look ahead to the third test match towards the end, Neil Varani, Naman Shah and Rito Maitras. We've got two Indian fans on the pod today who will be very happy. Rito and myself who are English or Rito Indian but supporting England, myself English, who tries to be neutral but really is an Englishman, will be uh, looking at the the other side of the coin and um, let's start with the Indian side though because it was a terrific performance by India from the moment Rohit Sharma on day one started to tee off took India up to 329 and England were bowled out for 134 the writing appeared to be on the wall and Neil it was a, a good bounce back it was a good performance by India who again will now take the momentum into the third test this was an absolutely ideal performance from India everyone came to the party even called deep who wasn't even needed really in the first innings came back and took some good wickets in the second innings and I think there'll be a lot of confidence coming into the pink ball test. Naman, you're obviously happy. India have won that convincingly. In terms of the overall 
picture of this series. That makes the series nice now, doesn't it? One apiece with two matches to play. England have had their moment in the sun. India have bounced back and had theirs now. And it's all to play for in Ahmedabad. Pretty much. And uh, yes, uh, these are the two strong teams and uh, this was much needed. And uh, yes, India has bounced back and uh, that was quite a comfortable win and comprehension. And uh, just like Neil mentioned, each and every player contributed, whether it was slip catching or a silly point and uh, forward shot leg everywhere, not just the batting and the bowling, even the catching has been good. But uh, leaving that Siraj last drop catch where he dropped off Kuldeep, uh, everyone jumped in and uh, special innings uh, by Ashwin and uh, Rohit. Yes, Siraj, we want to see the replay of that because that was almost a Rohit Sharma effort, wasn't it, when he dropped Joe Root uh, just before the lunch break. Neil saw Virat Kohli's post-match comments and he was saying that yeah, the pitch was the same for both sides. He felt that the Indians just applied themselves better and played better cricket on it and I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's very true. I think compared to the first test where Toss did play a huge factor, it spanned from ball one in this test and both sides had to deal with some extremely difficult conditions. India just handled it better um, with more batsmen finding a way to make runs on this pitch. We saw that it was possible with England players as well. I thought Folks was absolutely serene in the first innings and even Ollie Pope was looking pretty good. But there were just a few more uh, allied with the fact that Indian bowlers didn't give anything away, which perhaps the English bowlers, especially Moeen in the first innings, could be guilty of. The pressure release there made a real difference. It's starting to drive me a little bit mad, the comments from English supporters, because... I've seen the comments suggesting win, toss, win match. Now, I don't think that's true. You look down the stats in India and teams batting second have won as many as the teams batting first in recent times. More often than not, that is India because they're a very, very strong side in their own conditions, Naman. And it's no surprise that India have bounced back strongly. You're always going to get, I think, on an England tour of India, you're going to get one very one-sided test match where India take control and really rub the tourist nose in it. And that's what I think we've seen in this test. I don't think it had anything to do with the it was all about who played better. I totally agree with you. I also do not believe and I am surprised that people are surprised with this performance and the way pitch has behaved because it's nothing new. Uh, these are the pitches uh, where we have seen even in the 90s where the touring teams have uh, seen this even in Bangkade whether no part of Indian cricket ground uh, have, we have not uh, seen this. So this was expected and I feel even England is not surprised. Uh, they were somewhere expecting this. A pretty dull moment and uh, just like you mentioned that everyone are blaming pitches because you are just uh, discrediting the performances even Joe Root in the first in, uh, in the first test match scoring a double turn. Yes, end of the day you have to play good cricket irrespective of what the condition of the pitches and where you are playing exactly. So you are discrediting the good performances where the player are doing so much of hard work and playing for three to four days and uh, with so much of heat and end of the day you are the match is not decided at the toss. Why the other players are not scoring even if England had won the toss, why only Root scored double turn? So it's uh, not about end of the day toss. You have to go there. You have to perform for the country. You have to play well. Well, before we get across to Rito and, and we talk about England, uh, Neil, one just final comment on what um, Naman's just said. I agree wholeheartedly what, with what he's just said there. But I think there's two parts of this test match when, when we dissect it in terms of the pitch. There's the team that played better on it, and that was by far India. They dealt with the surfaces. They're obviously more akin to those surfaces, but they dealt with those surfaces better. 
and they bowled better on them. Their spinners bowled far more consistent lines and lengths and put pressure on for more concerted periods than the England spinners did. That's the first thing. On performance, India deserved to win this test match. On the pitch itself, though, it was challenging throughout, yes. People could get runs if they applied themselves, yes. But is it a test match wicket that we should be proud of if it's breaking the surface on day one? You can argue that India deserved to win the test match, etc. But you can also have a separate discussion about whether that was a good pitch for test cricket. Well, it depends. I mean, part of it is down to local conditions. The test match still went uh, halfway into day four and it could have been longer had England um, as a whole applied themselves in the same way that some players um, for England did. But should a test match wicket be breaking the surface on day one? It depends. I think the uh, the run total probably suggests that it wasn't as much of a nightmare as the visuals may have suggested. I don't think it um, deteriorated as much as some people may be feared, but it didn't start with, in a very good state, did it? No, it started difficult. This happens across the uh, across the world. I think if we look at county championships, uh, there are some games that I was listening to Darren Goff uh, say that there are some county games where you end up having all four innings in the first two days because the pitches are so green and uh, the ball swings so much that batsmen find it extremely difficult. But a lot of that is down to overhead conditions and swing, isn't it? That's not down to the actual surface itself all the time. Well, the surface itself, but the the choice of bowling with the Duke's ball certainly exaggerates any local conditions as well, doesn't it? But this is test cricket. This is the pinnacle of the game. We're expecting the highest of standards to be held, aren't we? I don't think it was as bad as, say, a, a pitch in Lords against Ireland where it was over very, very quickly as well. I think it was very tough but I think that the batsman showed that despite the visuals of uh, the explosions and so on that it was possible to make runs I think a large problem is that England players generally don't travel to experience different conditions as much as some other uh, international players and uh, international teams do BlackRatCricket.com Handmade English willow bats. They do have a cashmere range for bats 0 to 4. Starter kit all the way to pro level kit. They're based in Yorkshire. There is team wear available and there is a new signature range coming soon in February. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count with Black Rat Cricket. just bring Rito in to talk about the England side of stuff. In terms of England's setup and in terms of the county championship and in terms of their kind of four-year cycle of test cricket, England faced these conditions very, very few times. India, maybe Bangladesh for the odd test match, maybe Sri Lanka. And even in Sri Lanka, it was slow turn and fairly predictable turn, I felt, for most of the, the series. This surface that they faced in Chennai is completely different to what England batsmen usually face. England obviously try and get the Lions programme set up so they can go and experience different conditions. They try and give players the experience. But you look down England's side, you've got Joe Root, you've got Ben Stokes, you've got Jimmy Anderson, you've got Stuart Broad, you've got Moen Ali, who have played in India before. For the likes of Lawrence and for the likes of Pope, Burns and Sibley, who are fundamental to that top six batting, they have never experienced anything like that before. So it's very difficult for England to prepare for a tour like this. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is what I expect from a tour of India. You know, if you, if you come away with anything like success from India, you should earn it because those conditions should test you. 
these players that I'm talking about, Rito, haven't been tested before, have they? So they're learning on the job almost. Yes, absolutely. And probably even the ECB has set up those lines tours in Dubai, Abu Dhabi. But probably they don't face Ashwin in this condition. So Dan Lawrence, Ollie Pope playing in India for the very first time, they will get better for the for the future with this performance. And this pitch is quite debatable, really. I don't want to take away the credit away from India about playing well. This pitch, somewhere down the line, it's not a great pitch for five-day uh, five cricket. It's one of those where the 40 advocates of the 40 test cricket can say, yeah, that's a great pitch for 40 test matches, but not for 5D. In terms of England, you look at the county circuit, they play half of the county games, the county championship games before the end of May when it's often green seamers because the conditions and the weather suggest that's going to be what teams face. You know, spinners don't get much of an outing in those games. Then you get the one-day games coming along and spinners are playing a, a completely different game of the white ball. Spinners don't often get their chance in county cricket towards the end. And, you know, you see something like Simon Harmer, and I'm not I'm not suggesting Simon Harmer's not a fantastic player, but Simon Harmer, I don't think is the best spinner in the world. But he absolutely he rips up the county championship because people in the batting ranks aren't used to facing quality spin at that level and that then transmits to the England side doesn't it and I, I, I get the impression Rita that England saw on day one a few balls turn and a bit of a puff of dust and they thought oh blimey we're up against it now and the body language in the first innings when they were bowled out for 134 suggested they thought they were on a hiding to nothing rather than thought they, this was an opportunity to actually match India's first inning score Yeah England really lost that match the match finished today but they lost it 48 hours before when they were got bundled out for 134 in the first innings. The, pr- probably the only county that pr- produces good pitches is Somerset and they got fined for pitch preparing a turner against Essex a couple of years ago. So that doesn't help either. Yeah. So yeah I mean, has- you, you, you praise Somerset for producing the two spinners that England have got on tour, Bess and, and Leach, and yet you, you find them for giving them conditions that suit them. That That doesn't stack up, does it? No, not at all. So ECB now has to make a conscious decision that on tours of India, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, they will get square turners. Expect that you will get it from the first test. England were very lucky not to get it on this tour on the first test and they got away with a very good result in the first test. So prepare accordingly and ask counters to make pitches like that. Probably they were for Yorkshire and Lancashire, they can prepare green pitches, but for the counties down south, ask them to prepare square turners. Neil, looking back at the heroes for India in this uh, in this test match, Rohit Sharma's 161 obviously stands out in terms of the batting. His innings really did take the game away in the, those first two sessions from England. Joe Root admitted that his team didn't really bowl consistently enough and, and kind of restrict the scoring enough on day one, but you don't have to go too far away from Ravi Ashwin. He was the official man of the match. We expect his spin. We expect his quality with the ball. But that innings of 106 just added an extra cherry on top, didn't it? He just proved himself as being a really quality all-rounder. And and to compete with the conditions on the pitch that we've talked about, that innings was special. That was a very, very special innings. A few years ago, he was talked about as a proper all-rounder with uh, four test centuries at that point. Although I think they were all against um, the West Indies, uh, who also uh, tended to prepare slower more turning pitches at home. I think since the Australia tour and since Tim Payne had a little word, it seems to have fired something up because he played that tremendous rearguard defence in Sydney with half a back and then has come out 
with a very positive mindset and a very clear plan of what he was supposed to do in this second innings. Tim Payne prodded the beast there, didn't he? Yeah, sledging maybe works on some people, for, but I think for the majority of very good cricketers who believe in themselves, sledging just basically makes them concentrate harder and makes them work harder. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of sledging is to make someone lose their focus. But there are people who are naturally combative, like Ashwin, like Virat especially, and that sort of thing just fires them up and makes them do better. It just makes um, people grit their teeth. It makes, you know, those kind of quality individuals, they grit their teeth and they think, right, I'm going to I'm going to stick this back up you instead. And the, it doesn't do any good. I think I'd it, it, I, I never understand the sledge, really. It, it only motivates rather than actually deteriorates most of the players that we're talking about. Naman Axel Patel, he's taken his opportunity, test debut, obviously didn't shine with the bat, but with the ball, second innings, five. Uh, Ravi Dejage is going to come back into that side, isn't he, to fill that slow left arm roll. But Axel Patel can't do much more, really, in terms of waving his hand towards the selectors to say, I'm here if you need me. Yes, 100%. And uh, like we had already discussed uh, previously, we have like to like replacement for everyone. Like even if Ashwin is not playing, Sundar will be in, uh, Jadeja is not there. Aksar is here right now. So we have wrist winners, we have left arm orthodox, we have so much bunch of players. Even Chubban Gil does not play next test match. We have an opener. So this was, and I always heard this for England as well. I had mentioned in the last podcast as well, what if Root doesn't score? The real character of England will be seen then because if we see, yes, England won 2-0 in Sri Lanka, also won the first test. But uh, the major, the 90% of the runs were scored by Root. What about the other players? What if Root got injured tomorrow? Whereas the other players will be standing up for your country and scoring runs because we only saw 150 from Lawrence in Sri Lanka and the other one was from Butler. So somewhere I feel for England, uh, there's there has to be players uh, like we had discussed before the test match you also not happy with the playing level you need players who will be putting pressure on the Indian spinners you can't just simply defend and score singles and doubles and allow the spinners to dictate the terms you need players who will go out there hit few sixes uh, such as Butler and Bairstow who will be scoring rate will be up and uh, they, it will only help the other players to stay there and the length and line of the spinners will only alter from there. You just uh, can't simply stand there and defend every single uh, delivery. So I always saw that this was coming for England because what if Root sits tomorrow in the next test match? Where are the players who will be performing for England? If you will notice around uh, since the Australian tour, uh, we have spoken about each and every player uh, in is carrying along uh, with them uh, maybe all 20 players or maybe it is Sundar or Siraj or Ashwin or uh, Shardul Thakur you can say or the Rohit Sharma Shubman Gill uh, Mayang somewhere everyone has stood up for India even in the absence of Kohli uh, he was also not there on Australian tour other players have stood up for the country so we have life for like replacement uh, these are the quality bunch of players where the base has been created by Rahul Ravid and they are ready for the, to play for uh, international cricket for India Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now, Danimus set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance, compact design, advanced engineering, ceramic blade, waterproof, and it doesn't end there. 
Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers, revivers, preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. No, man, it goes back to the point we made about the conditions that England are playing in, which are very, very alien to uh, England players. You know, a spitting, turning track is not something that English batsmen face very often. You, you take this match to Lords, and you could name a squad of 24 England players who you could trust to come in and actually do something. In Indian conditions, you're quite right. Only Joe Root looks like he's enjoying it. You know, when he's out there, even if the ball spits at him and hits his gloves, he smiles. He's kind of reveling in the challenge. He knows he's a good player of spin, and he's, ta- he's seeing this as a, as a challenge you don't see that really in the body language of the other players for England do you they, they look as if they're concerned rather than enjoying it yes I truly understand that but even India do not play swing in their home condition they go out there even in New Zealand uh, when we are up in but, the but in, sorry game. sorry, Naman but India don't have to face their own spinners do they India are facing yeah. Jack Leach and Moen Ali which but with all due they, respect to Jack Leach and Moen Ali they're not Ravi yeah. Ashwin but this is the reason why we have to perform in the away test matches we saw Kyle Mayers on his debut scored double hundred for West Indies. So I feel that uh, on the away tours you you expect you tend to expect that uh, yes it is about homework but even in 2012 when India were beaten by England in their home condition yes Monty Panesar and Swan were much spoken about but end of the day Cook scored in India Peterson scored in India it was Trot scored in India Yen Bell also hit a century so it's all about you know where you are going so you need the mid combination of the players who are more more mature and the youngsters you just cannot take on all the players and then I was happy with what Sunil Gavaskar mentioned uh, when the team was selected it was about resting the bowlers. He also mentioned why not rest the batsmen. Why we are speaking only about the bowlers and giving them a break for, for a match or so and talking about their workloads and all. Root, Root has done the bulk of scoring. Why we do never mention about Root? Why we ne- never mentioned about Kohli's and well, they're, they're not going to rest Root, are they? They're not going to rest Root yeah, because that, that's where no, that's where I, 90% I, of the runs come from. Now. And that's exactly what you said. They can't rest Root because right, that, he, right. he's, the, he's the engine room of that batting line. At Rito, um, from an English perspective, when you look down that English batting order, you know, there's no doubt there's talent in there. The Dan Lawrences, the Ollie Popes, I think are going to be very fine test players further down the line. But it is a massive concern for England, isn't it? You, know, you look at Dom Sibley. People said after that second innings of the second test match against Sri Lanka, Dom Sibley's cracked playing spin. But then he got runs in the first test match before the pitch was spinning. But ever since it has turned, Dom Sibley... He's trying his hardest. He's trying to develop a technique, but he doesn't look like he can cope with the you know a real turning track. And there's very few down that batting order that do really. Ollie Pope looks like he's got a fairly sound technique, but he's getting starts but not actually going on. Ben Folks at seven looks like he's got a decent technique against spin, but can you see him getting 180? If Joe Root doesn't score, where do the runs come from? Well, James, not too long ago, this England side had 578 in the first innings of the te- first test. So it's of, of, which Root got two, of which Root got nearly half of them. Yeah, and Dom Sibley and, uh, and Stokes, uh, both of them. But it wasn't, it wasn't turning though, was it, Rita? That's the, that's the point I'm yeah, trying to make. When they, when they racked yeah. up 500 plus, they were facing Ashwin and co, but they weren't, mo- they weren't turning the ball. That's why it's very hard, because as you said in the earlier conversation, that probably... A, 
a lot of those English batting are facing those conditions for the very first time in their life. They're facing the likes of Ravi Ashwin on a square turnover for the very first time. So it's hard to be very critical of them. They will get a lot better. But uh, yeah, I agree with the point that Joe Root is doing the bulk of the scoring and he didn't have a particularly good match in this game. And that's why England didn't even score 300, match, uh, 300 runs in total in this match. There's talk, Rito, that Moen Ali might be returning back to England um, after this test match and to then return for the white ball series. If that is true, and it's George DeBell writing that in Creek Info, who knows Moen, and I respect George, and he knows what he's talking about. So it's a decent source. That's, it makes his selection for this second test match even more weird for me. Maybe Don Best was tired, I don't know. But they when they dropped him, they said it was because of consistency. You bring Moen Ali in, he wasn't particularly consistent himself. And it's just a one-off test appearance. That what is, I can't see the joined-up thinking with that. Yeah, absolutely. It makes that selection of Moin Ali over Dom Best even more perplexing. Moin Ali in that first innings, he pulled a lot of loose deliveries, but got a four four wicket haul as well. But in the second innings, he got a lot tighter. He bowled a lot better and ended up with eight wickets in the match. And in the second innings today, he looked like he was having a bit of fun, uh, fun with the bat and getting somewhere to where his best with the bat. Don't, don't you think that that Moen Ali little cameo at the end where he hit a very quick fire 40-odd, it just showed how much of the shackles were on the England batsmen when they were playing like they were in the game? Because Moen Ali freed his shoulders, thought, right, I can have a bit of fun here. This might be my last test appearance. Let's hit for the fence and hit some beautiful shots, didn't they? But when the pressure was on, the England players couldn't do it. Exactly, I thought so. And probably they were stuck in the mentality of the previous test match where they knew they had to bat time, where they had to score a lot of runs. But this pitch was different. They had to take their chances on this pitch. There would be a ball with their name on it. So they had to be aggressive where in the first innings they scored at what about 2.24 runs and over and after batting for 60 overs so that's where they got it wrong get the impression with Moen Ali that he's not that bothered about test cricket get the impression that he was happy to go to India to remind people ahead of the auction that he existed and maybe that was part to play with some of those sixes towards the end there that he was thinking come on franchises RCB have let me go 18th of February get your bids in it strikes me as a little bit strange that he goes home or is muted to be going home when the chances to impress before the IPL auction finish. That may be a massive coincidence, but it doesn't. It, it seems to be a very happy coincidence as far as Moeen's concerned. Yeah, exactly. It has done the job. Those left sixes, probably it has increased his price by one or two crores, maybe. But still, as an England player, never you take your place for granted in the side. He's playing after two years, so James, I don't think he never, he, he actually enjoyed his, it, getting Kohli out twice in two innings and scoring late runs with Stuart Broad at the other end. When you compare the two spinners from England and equally with the batsmen, you know, they don't bowl on tracks like this very often so they have to kind of get, get used to the lines and lengths very quickly because in the same way the batsmen struggle on turning tracks, the, the spinners don't necessarily always bowl on tracks that give them that much assistance. But you compare the Indian spinners with the English spinners. Jack Leach, I thought, bowled okay. Moen Ali, I didn't think bowled very well, particularly in the first innings. The numbers of wickets they took flattered them a little bit because the surface helped them at times with the hard ball we talk about Rowett being the difference Ravi Ashwin being the difference but I think also the difference from an English perspective was that Leach and Moen did not compete with Ashwin and Axa yeah Ravi Ashwin as well in his post-match interview said it might be a turning track but still as a spinner it's not easy to take wickets because the balls that spun big didn't take the wickets the balls which did 
a little too poor. And it goes the same for the English bowlers as well. They went tight for consistently on the off stump line and making the batsman play. And there were far too many loose balls. And that's that's where the difference lies between the two Indian spinners and the English spinners. Ultimately, the difference in this test match was the way England bowled in the first innings and the way England batted in the first innings. And they've only got themselves to blame for that. Yeah, you can talk about the pitch, you can talk about tosses, but ultimately, regardless of whatever happens, you've still got to play good cricket. And England didn't in the first innings of this test match. And that's why they lost by a considerable margin. Let's have a look then before we finish today's podcast ahead to the pink ball test match in Ahmedabad. We've got a little bit of time before that one starts, but I get the impression, Neil, from English supporters that they've always seen this pink ball test match as being their hope. First test match victory, hurrah, we got that one. But the hope for another win might be this pink ball test because there seems to be this conception out there that um, the pink ball moves around a lot. Now, I've seen a lot of pink ball cricket I've watched the test matches. I've also been to games. And one of the complaints for a lot of pink ball games is the ball does nothing at all. Yeah, you get this twilight period. Sometimes it goes around corners. Sometimes it does absolutely zilch. So when it comes to that pink ball test match, A, you've got England going into that test match with only Joe Root in any kind of form with the bat. B, there is the potential in that uh, pink ball test for the pink ball to do absolutely nothing for the likes of Jimmy Anderson and co. You've got big potential for it still to be a turning track because it's in India and the chances are that an Indian surface will provide a little bit for the spinners. So that's that's the, another part of the, uh, the, the equation. The, and the thing is as well, if the ball starts to actually shape in the air and causes problems, India have got a very strong pace attack too so anybody thinking that a, the, a Jimmy Anderson and a Stuart Broad is going to find it all their own way only have to look at a Jasprit Bumrah and an Ishant Sharma and uh, a Mohammed Siraj who moves it quite frequently in the IPL in the first couple of overs you know India have got their own weapons to throw at England too so England aren't going to find this pink ball test match I don't think any easier are they? I think it's a complete toss up a lot of the preconceptions on how this pink ball test is going to go are based on the pink kookaburra and the pink dukes um, which I mean the the Adelaide uh, day-night test become quite a regular thing but the SG ball is very different and we've only got a single test to show anything and that was against Bangladesh who really didn't perform that well in any case regardless of what the ball was doing so we don't know really what this pink ball is going to do off the back of this test however much it moves in the air there's definitely going to be spin off the surface and yeah it's going to be a complete toss-up because it's a brand new stadium we have no idea how that's going to play so anything could could happen Jimmy Anderson if it moves, will be a complete handful in the the twilight session. But generally in pink double tests, the first two sessions of uh, the batsman. And it also uh, often comes down to who's actually batting during that evening session. Sometimes the way it falls um, means that the team that seems to be doing better ends up losing uh, three or four important wickets very quickly in the evening session. And it doesn't always, it, in the twilight session, depending on, I, I mean, far bit for me to try and explain swing to people because I don't understand it like any, nobody else does. Scientists have looked at it and it's not any, not an exact science, but sometimes the makeup of the ground, the wind, whatever, you know, kind of contributes to, to how it swings. There's no guarantee that pink ball swings in the twilight area either. So if England do stack their attack with kind of the likes of Chris Wokes and Jimmy Anderson and they find it does nothing, they're going to be stuck, aren't they, a little bit? Yeah. I think it, it does make it quite a gamble. I do see England bringing Anderson back, definitely. I actually wouldn't be surprised at all to see 
Wokesman for Broad, who seems to uh, seam it more than he does swing it, so that you have two uh, people who swing it prodigiously, even though they are relatively similar um, styles of bowler. If you're going to have two similar bowlers, make them good bowlers. Oh, absolutely. But uh, the variety um, often helps a lot. And we've seen in the past that England have gone very sort of fast, medium, right arm, swings the ball a bit throughout the bowling lineup. And if it's not working, then it looks very samey and there's no difference to who you bring in. I think Stokes could be very important as a point of difference uh, to come in, um, bowl some short stuff. If he can get it reversing at all, I don't know if Pengestri uh, tends to reverse. Probably nobody does, Neil, at the moment, do they? Because uh, we, <laughs> we haven't seen it in action. I mean, obviously that depends on, on Stokes' fitness as well, because we haven't seen too many overs from Ben Stokes, and the ones I have seen have been a bit powder puff by his standards, so I don't think Ben Stokes is, uh, is 100% at the moment in terms of his bowling um, capabilities, so that affects England's selection too. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how England go with their selection. Now, man, the, the pink ball this test match how, how do you see it going do you think this is something the injury will be worried about in terms of England having some bowlers that can actually move the ball in the air which is something you know, we talk about spin bowling affecting England usually when it's the, the reverse series and England are at home and the ball starts moving around that's seen as a great advantage for the English because the Indians aren't quite so you know used to, to facing that kind of moving ball that'll be the worry for India won't it if it does start sort of bending around corners and Jimmy Anderson's in his pomp that's going to be quite difficult going to be and I feel India is going to be ready for that challenge and I feel uh, Bumrah will come in for a cool dip and we will be going with three fast bowlers and spinners and working with that 36 all out India is going to learn a lot from this test match and uh, uh, India is going to prepare with whatever comes the way. Yes, we have the guns uh, with us. Uh, it's not just about we'll be surprised even if it swings. Uh, so I don't think so. India is going to think too much about swing factor or anything. They are just going to go out there and play their, uh, play proper cricket. And uh, yes, uh, first innings always matters a lot uh, in test match cricket. So that is going to be crucial. Uh, even uh, from England's perspective, I feel more than resting and uh, thinking about too much. They need to identify the 11 good soldiers who are going to go there and make an impact. India earned the victory and not just it should be a walk in the park. So I feel uh, Crowley and everyone are going to be considered for the next test match. I totally agree with what you just said there. And I was going to put that question to Rito actually from an English perspective that isn't the way forward with this pink ball test match. It's almost a forget in team selection that it is a pink ball test. They're likely to bring Anderson back in anyway. But going to it as if it's a, an Indian surface with a red ball that's going to take maybe give a little bit of reverse swing, maybe provide you with a lot of spin, play your two spinners plus Joe Root. And then if you do, if you do find that all of a sudden in twilight it starts to hoop around, you've got the Jimmy Anderson to throw the ball at anyway. But don't just pack your team thinking pink ball, pink ball, pink ball, change the balance of the side and then regret it later. Well, James, I think England already have some predetermined plans again as they have all throughout this tour. Probably they will play three out and out seamers Chris Vokes, Anderson and Archer for this test. Otherwise, there's no point of carrying Chris Vokes throughout this too. And again, I do understand your point that we don't know how the surface at Motorola will play at this new Motorola Stadium. They will have one week's practice hopefully over there. They will understand how the SG ping ball moves around 
under lights and whether there's any dew at all at, at evening in Ahmedabad. So hopefully they will get accustomed and they will win that test match. Well, we've run out of time, guys. Thanks, Naman. Thanks, Neil. And thanks, Rito, for joining me on the podcast today. Always a pleasure to hear from all three of you. And news from Chennai that uh, India have won the second test match by 317 runs. We'll, of course, be back every single day for the rest of uh, England's tour of India with our various fan badges as we go through the remaining games out there. It's built up, listeners. One apiece going to Ahmedabad's pink ball test match. And you can have a lie-in in the UK. It doesn't start till 9am. I've been James the Cricket Badger. I'll see See you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Podcast Network.